Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are into the final hour of today's episode, my first episode, back in studio after 166 days. Uh, so pleased to be back. Hopefully you can hear the excitement in my voice because uh, I am excited. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It's good. I, I know I know. I have spent a lot of time discussing the silver linings of this uh, pandemic and that working from home for a time was a, a wonderful opportunity for me uh, to be uh, with my family for a prolonged amount of time. Really no separation between work and home. And uh, that was wonderful and sweet for a time, right? And then you, you just need a little bit, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my own mind. I like to compartmentalize, and uh, it's good to have a little bit of separation. After I uh, sign off the air today, I will be able to uh, head home uh, and scoop up my little baby and give my wife a hug and say, uh, hello, fresh, a clean break from work. I like the separation, and I'm so happy to have it back. And uh, it goes without saying, of course, I'm uh, so grateful and pleased to be back here uh, working face-to-face with producer Amy uh, with Amber, Gustavo, the whole team. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. I, I took for granted having a workplace to travel to. I'll stop rambling. I want to talk to you now about a story which started uh, just on Friday here uh, at about this time uh, on the phone. We were joined by uh, former Utah Representative Mia Love. Why? Well, because it was last week that a massive, massive 5,000-square-foot mural was unfurled and hung uh, alongside a a building here in downtown uh, Salt Lake City. On that mural were the depictions of some 277 influential Utah women. The idea uh, was to commemorate the 100th anniversary of ratifying the 19th Amendment. Zions Bank stepped up and they commissioned uh, an artist, uh, an artist who is responsible for a, a fascinating piece of art, uh, Jan Hayworth, uh, who coincidentally will be my guest in the next segment. She, uh, years ago, was one of the co-creators of the album cover for the Beatles uh, on their Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. Can you picture that one? Uh, there's the, the Beatles. They have those kind of quasi-military outfits, uh, all different colors, standing in front of a bass drum. It says Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band there on the on the front. And then over their shoulders, there are artistic kind of renderings or depictions of uh, characters from popular culture and literature and history. And it's, an, it's, it's, it's a neat thing. It's interesting. Uh, it's a cool piece of art, and I am sure uh, that you can picture it. Well, similar stylings were applied to the, the mural, which now hangs 
on the side of the building here, uh, downtown Salt Lake City. And that's all well and good, right? Zion's Bank uh, paid this artist and surrendered to her all the artistic license to make choices. Uh, and she used those uh, choices uh, to, to select uh, about 270 women. Now, what could be wrong with that? Well, uh, you've heard uh, on my program Friday and earlier today uh, with uh, Dave and Dejanovic that there are a, a few individuals, a good number of them, as a matter of fact, who are upset uh, by not who's included in this mural, but who has been excluded. Uh, I, I spoke, like I said, with Mia Love on Friday, and these are, are her first thoughts on seeing the mural. There are so many people that I believe has influenced my life in the state of Utah that were missing. Enid Mickelson, uh, the first Republican woman um, from Utah in Congress, was missing. Um, The two others that were before her were clearly on there. Um, People like Becky Lockhart, can I just tell you, she probably made, that made me the most upset. Becky Lockhart is the first female Speaker of the House in the state of Utah. Mia says uh, she wants to think there's a possible reason why these women are excluded. I can't help but to know if there is some motive behind erasing some of these influential women. And as a mother myself, I don't do these things so I can receive glory or the benefits from it. I do them so that my children know that the world doesn't revolve around them, that they have to sacrifice in order to make, um, to to benefit their, their country, to benefit their state. One of the women excluded was Mia Love herself. You heard her say she doesn't do this so that she might be included or for the recognition. Uh, She's too humble to do that, but I'll do it for her, as I did on Friday. She deserves to be up on that mural. She deserves to be included in any conversation that talks about trailblazing women here in the state of Utah or anywhere. The first black Republican female member of Congress. She doesn't get depicted. She doesn't get uh, memorialized. She doesn't get uh, to be uh, depicted alongside uh, other women who have had a a great impact here on the state of Utah. I'm not going to disparage anyone who is included. I'm not going to take away from any of their uh, accomplishments. And I'm sorry to them. I am sorry to them that this controversy is now tarnishing a little bit and taking away from uh, some of the recognition that they deserve. But as you look up and down the list of those included, you will be hard-pressed to find a conservative, a Republican. You will be hard-pressed to find anyone involved in the Relief Society organization, the largest and oldest organization for women on the planet. And somehow uh, the women leaders of that organization uh, don't deserve to be commemorated in Utah's capital city, a mere blocks from the headquarters of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where they operate. It's crazy. It's crazy. Gail Razika, uh, you know her, president of the Utah Eagle Forum this morning uh, when she heard Dave Dejanovic and I speaking about this issue. She called in uh, and had a few thoughts to share of her own. We just want to have, you know, add to, add to by having a second mural not take away from any, not asking that any of the women that are up there, you know, anything negative about them or take them down or anything else, but to add to, because uh, when you leave off people like Mia Love, the first black woman ever elected, Republican woman elected to Congress from Utah, that is huge. Yeah.
Uh, Garrison could call him for a second mural. I'm not sure if that fixes this. I think that if we were to do that, uh, it might divide things a little further. We don't need to have two separate uh, murals, but something something needs to be done. Uh, Gail Rizika wrapped up her thoughts this way. Of course you're going to leave people off. You can't put every woman up there. But you can put women that represent each segment, and that, that's what they left off. They don't have women up there that represent, for instance, the things that I do. So uh, I want to look up there and say, hey, I know her, or I've heard of her, or she, I am so glad she was there before me. I think all women would like to feel that way. Women in, in the various churches. I don't know. I don't know the, all the names on there. Of course, nobody does. There are just so many of them. But is there a, a, a strong Catholic woman up there? Is there a, a somebody who's been a leader that uh, should be up there that helped establish our, this valley? I was able to uh, exchange emails with Zion's Bank. Zion's Bank is relevant to this story because uh, it's a Zion's Bank building, and it was Zion's Bank which commissioned uh, the the artwork. And I asked, uh, very pointedly, I asked who was responsible for selecting who uh, was included. The response that came back from Zion's Bank read, The commission agreement granted artistic license to the artist and her production team. Uh, well, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we'll be speaking with Jan Hayworth, the artist responsible for the mural which hangs in downtown Salt Lake City. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, this conversation continues uh, revolving this new mural hanging in downtown Salt Lake City. 5,000 square feet. Yeah, uh, alongside uh, a building there depicting uh, a group of some 270 women. Uh, and the idea is that the women there depicted are those responsible for uh, all the great advancements here in the state of Utah and across the country. Uh, but uh, proud daughters of Utah there hanging and uh, honored to be joined now by the artist responsible uh, for this mural, Jan Howarth, who you may know, or at least you may know her work. Uh, Sergeant Peppers? Yeah. Uh, the the album cover uh, she uh, had a hand in bringing that together. That wonderful, iconic album cover. There's the uh, the the drum there in the front. The the, the Beatles all in their quasi uh, military attire with uh, depictions of individuals uh, and characters from popular culture and literature and history all uh, behind them. It's a beautiful and iconic scene, and I'm sure that you are able to envision it in your mind now. And it is those same stylings that are applied to uh, the mural which hangs in downtown Salt Lake City right now. So to get uh, a sense of the process, what all went into it, uh, and some of the goals in creating this mural is uh, the artist responsible. On the line now, Jan Howarth. Thank you so much, Jan, for joining us. Well, thank you for asking me. It's very, very nice to be uh, talking with you. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back to the very beginning. You received a, a commission from uh, Zions Bank. What, what were the very initial uh, communications like? What did you guys discuss? Um, well, we we discussed the building and the, and the scale of it, and then um, uh, a mural that we had worked on before. Um, that's not a royal we. That's uh, a, a team of people that I work with, uh, my son and my daughter, um, and other people that have uh, helped us bring uh, both projects together. And that that mural was called Work in Progress, and it was um, international um, sighting of women uh, who uh, we dubbed as. Uh, catalysts for change in the arts and sciences. And uh, in fact, that, that mural is going up uh, at SUMA um, at the end of September. 
Um, and Scott and I, you know, met really uh, over um, that as a discussion. And um, then uh, out of that was, I mean, Scott wanted to um, do a mural that was similar that would cite um, Utah women in a similar way that yeah. had contributed to the culture of Utah. And, so, and when you say Scott, you mean Scott Anderson of Zions Bank, yeah. president there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you about your background. Are you? Do you have Utah connections? What uh, besides your artwork uh, draws you here to Utah? Um, well, my father um, had a home here. Um, he was in the film industry for over fifty years, ah. um, and he was the production design um, on Jeremiah Johnson. So oh. he had a very intimate um, sort of relationship with the land and the place, and uh, really wanted to. Uh, live here when he retired, and so that's how we first became acquainted with um, Utah and um, and why we're here, really. <laughs> oh, so, so you live in Utah? I do. Oh, okay, yeah. very good. Uh, well, now let's talk about the process. Uh, so you have uh, the conversation with Zions Bank with Scott. Uh, you learn about what the desires are, the themes at least, and then it comes down to uh, to execution. And you have come up with this process to to collect uh, images and names. Uh, talk to me a bit about that selection process. Well, it, it as um, Scott said, it, it was very organic. Um, on the work in progress um, mural, we um, established a kind of uh, it's almost like a trading center. You you right. ask various people to give you names um, that are experts in their field. Um, and then uh, when you do the workshop, the people in the workshop say, I'd really like to put my grandmother in this mural, or I, I you know, knew a wonderful woman, could we add her to the list? Um, and uh, that's how it grows. And if someone in Logan wants to cite someone in Logan, that was really one of the things that we wanted to do, accomplish with this mural, that it had a very intimate local feeling as well as a statewide feeling. And it means, too, that within a year, you can accomplish a certain number of portraits. There's mm-hmm. 278 um people who've worked on this mural, um, doing one or more portraits of different people. So that process itself um, brought us new names um, in workshops. And then uh, then during the, the pandemic, of course, we, we shut down and went digital. Yeah. So everything was done online um, after that. So, so it grew. And yeah. so it was very much about addition, not subtraction. I'm not an editor to take things out. I'm simply, I add things. <laughs> so there was no... Um, editorial exclusion of any sort. There has, though, arisen an observation, and it's it's shared by a number of people, uh, that there are a number, or at least a category, of women who seem to be excluded from this piece of art. In fact, there are no uh, living uh, Republican uh, lawmakers, female Republican lawmakers depicted. Uh, there are some uh, some lawmakers who have uh, who, who have passed away, uh, to include uh, former Speaker of the House, the first woman to occupy that position here in the state of Utah. Uh, can you talk to me about uh, why some of those, in particular Becky Lockhart, may not have made it into the final product? Well, first and foremost, um, I didn't look at whether a person was a Democrat or a Republican. It wasn't part of what I thought was uh, what you put in front of Why? Why, uh, why not, ma'am? Why not? Well, because I think it's like religious um, affiliation, you know, that you don't you don't mark a person as uh, they belong to this group or that group. But particularly now, 
um, we are suffering from, you know, huge uh, divisions in our country, and they need to heal. We need to work together. Uh, we need to um, look at the problems that we have and sit down together and make those things work. And it just shouldn't be a part of my thinking that I think, oh, well, we really need to have, um, you know, a good Buddhist representation here, or we need to have, um, you know, make sure that for every Democrat there is a Republican. It's not the way you put something together. Plus the fact, I mean, I didn't draw up the list. Um, if uh, a name came in, I said yes. Um, and if an artist particularly wanted to do someone, then it was yes. <laughs> but but it was so, it was your it was your you had the authority to make those decisions. Oh, I could, but I don't think that it it would be appropriate for me to tell someone that they could or couldn't do um, the mayor of a particular city or um, the um, person that had um, made a difference in their life. No, 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 um, and, and that's and I'm not suggesting that you should have turned down any of the names, and I and I I am not one to disparage any of these 270 some odd individuals you have. Uh, you have depicted in here. I just I can't help but observe that there is a trend among those uh, who occupy remarkably important roles in Utah history who have who, who are simply not a part of this. Do you think that that came about uh, due to the the like the maybe the political leanings of the participants uh, on your end? Is it possible that uh, those with whom you interacted with and brought to these workshops uh, were just of such a political leaning uh, and maybe even a faith based leaning? Because I'd point out as well that. Uh, the the Relief Society, as you may know, the uh, largest women's organization in history and on the planet currently, is is not represented in in this artwork, and that is uh, an organization that uh, women have been uh, leading here in Utah for for well over a century. Um, I I don't I can't you know speculate on that, but all I can say is that we worked with the YWCA, we worked with Wasatch Community Gardens, we um, did a teachers workshop up at U um, U of U. Um, we asked the um, uh, USU um, Museum if they would share their uh, database of members with us, which they did, and. So it was very much not governed in the way that um, perhaps these d- divisory uh, comments are indicating. Um, we went to Ephraim. Uh, some of our workshops had to be canceled because of the um, pandemic right. um, in uh, San Juan County and Moab and those areas um, and down further south. But we still managed to get artwork from those areas and names from those areas. So, I mean, I, um, I won't responsibility, but I will defend the platform of the mural as being sound and that it is a work in progress and that, um, like anything else, of course there are 1.5 million living women that are not on this mural. And if we went to the past, there are a great many more that should have been cited that aren't on the mural. And there's young women to come that should be on the mural. So I think you never could do justice to the magnificent number of of active, uh, vibrant women that are in this uh, state. Um, May I tell tell you that I I, I believe you. I I believe what you're saying. I I believe uh, that you were informed by a certain group and that uh, that you had a system oh, no, in place. Oh, no, not a certain that... group. Not a certain group. Oh. group. 
well, many groups. Well, yeah. right, 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 right. That's what I mean. Uh, but that you, that you drew, uh, you drew from uh, these many, many groups as you put together uh, this list. Uh, I, I believe that you uh, had no ill will, that you chose not to exclude anyone intentionally. And so as you talk about progress and this being a work in progress, would you, uh, as the artist, would you, if, say, Scott called you up and say, hey, do you think we could uh, add a few, would you be open to undertaking uh, an effort to add some of these faces which uh, some have, have viewed as being excluded, and I'll be honest, my, myself included? Oh, well, you know, sure. I mean, I think that um, if there's time and, um, you know, energy enough in the community to to help with the project, what I'd really like to do is we have original artwork. I'd love to find a building mm. that would take a collage mural of that original artwork. This is a digital um, uh, reproduction that you're seeing on uh, the wall. Yeah. So the idea of taking the original artwork and adding to it, we didn't uh, get uh, permission in time to get Celine Schaefer on the wall. We don't have uh. Polly Phillips on the wall. We don't have um, the uh, woman who runs uh, Tory Press on the wall. So there are names already that um, either for one reason or other, there just either wasn't time or we didn't get permission in time um, that need to go into the mural. Um, there's a woman who died of COVID on the um, reservation mm. that shouldn't have died. We need her to be represented on the mural. Mm. So yes, indeed, I think there are whole bodies of areas that we don't have any Paralympic athletes on the wall. We should have that. Um, and, you know, as doing a mural after an earthquake in a pandemic, <laughs> um, in a year to get to um, 268 images, is it, it, it was really hard work to get there. And there's thousands of hours of work in there. And that this is what you can do in that time. Um, oh. And uh, if there are gaps, of course there are. <laughs> yeah. I, I admire your willingness to, to, to see this grow. I, I admire your acknowledgement that there are, in fact, uh, individuals uh, who, who should be there who are not there now. Uh, and let me just say in parting, so it's not a sour note, uh, that, uh, that visually it's a beautiful piece. Uh, from the album cover of years ago to the mural hanging on the wall now, it is beautiful. There is art to it, uh, and I, my, my only hope is that uh, a few more faces get up into the mix there uh, while maintaining uh, the style and the spirit of what you brought up there. So, uh, Jan Howarth, I am grateful to you for your time. Maybe we'll be speaking again. If there is a growth to this mural, if there are uh, names and faces added, I'd be anxious to speak with you uh, again about how that process unfolds. Thanks again for your well. time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. I'm sorry uh, to, to drag us over into the, the, the newscast here. We're going to step away. When we return, uh, we're going to stick on this same topic. I'd love to hear what you have to say. 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, if you have seen this mural, if you have thoughts on it, uh, and we are also going to hear from Deidre Henderson, uh, candidate for lieutenant governor here in the state of Utah, another woman Powerful woman, important woman in the state of Utah, not depicted. Her thoughts next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. If you'd asked me like five days ago, Lee, would you find yourself in the middle of like uh, a mural controversy? The answer would have been uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, and yet it is. We are here uh, discussing. Now, uh, those who have been included and specifically excluded from a mural which hangs aside a building in Salt Lake City, 5,000 square feet. This is more than just uh, your everyday mural. This is a massive 
massive undertaking. 5,000 square feet. On there are depicted some 268 women, uh, all who, uh, according to the artist, have had a uh, important and a meaningful uh, contribution to uh, Utah and the nation. And, well, uh, where the controversy has arisen is not in those who have been included, but rather those uh, who have been excluded. Uh, I had a, a conversation just a moment ago with uh, uh, the artist, Jan Haworth. I'm sure you heard that. And uh, one thing you didn't hear, though, is as we were saying goodbye into the commercial break there, uh, producer Amy and Jan had a conversation, and she said, I'll tell you what. Would you do me a favor? Would you take it? Would you use your ability to, you know, be on the radio and speak to to a large number of people? And would you collect a list? Would you collect a list uh, for me of those who uh, who should be depicted and yet uh, are not for uh, whatever reason? And we weren't able to exactly nail down the reason uh, why they were excluded. As I spoke with the artist, there it was a complicated process of uh, of those volunteers kind of nominating names and. Uh, it doesn't appear to have had a, a real solid structure to it. And so, uh, you know, due to that, it may be uh, that, you know, some personal decisions were made over and over and over again by people of a certain ideology. And therefore, uh, some of the names uh, like Becky Lockhart, uh, like Sherry Dew, like Mia Love, and like my next guest, Deidre Henderson, uh, have been uh, left out. Deidre, how are you? Thank you so much for joining Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, now you're doing great. Tell me honest. Uh, you uh, had a battle with the coronavirus. How are you feeling today? I'm doing better. I am. I am not a hundred percent yet, but I am out. Uh, today was my first, uh, you know, uh, really kind of back to work type of day in person, and uh, and it, it feels really, really good to, to be out and about in the community. Of course, wearing my mask. Um, my daughter got married on Saturday. I was able to go. That wedding had to be postponed when five of us got sick. But uh, thankfully, I was able to attend my daughter's wedding on Saturday. Outstanding. I saw some photos, beautiful stuff. Congratulations to you and all involved. Now, tell me. Thank you. This mural, uh, you, you first lay your eyes on it. You start reading the list, and you are seeing that certain names are, are excluded. What are your first thoughts? Well, first of all, I actually saw the mural in person this morning. I walked over there, and... And took a look, and it is breathtakingly. You're right. You're absolutely right. It is is a beautiful piece of artwork, and I I don't begrudge any of those women on that mural. I, I feel um, I, I feel I bad that, for those. I feel bad for those women because the controversy kind of overshadows, uh, you know, their appropriate placement there under the you know under the theme of the whole deal. Uh, instead of talking about how great those accomplishments are, uh, we're a little bit distracted by this by this side issue, which is a massive massive issue and demanding of the center stage is taking right now. Well, it, it is. Um, the problem is, is, as you get looking at who is on there and who isn't, and, and I'll just focus really on the, on the political side sure. because there are so many women who have done incredible things, and it would take an awfully large building to create a mural big enough to depict all of them. And I understand that, and I understand that decisions had to be made. But there are uh, 12 elected officials depicted on the mural. And only one of those elected officials is a Republican. All 11 of the other ones are Democrats. And and so it, it, it is a little bit frustrating to see that and, and to know that, for example, in the, in the state's history, we've only had four women from Utah elected to Congress, two Democrats and two Republicans. Mm-hmm. And the two Democrats are both depicted on the mural and the two Republicans are not. Um, we have 
Becky Lockhart, who was the first woman to be elected and the only woman to be elected Speaker of the House in the state of Utah, and she is not depicted on the mural. So it is interesting. It is interesting to, to and, and I believe the artist as well. I, I don't think that anybody got together and said, hey, let's figure out a way to exclude Republican yeah. women from this mural. I don't believe that that happened. But the mural is indicative of a bigger issue, a larger problem. And, and that is the, the muting and the exclusion, the exclusion, you know, and, and the marginalization of Republican women's voices and, and, and other women's voices who, who maybe you just don't agree with. And we can't pretend to be inclusive if we're going to exclude certain types of women. 100%. Uh, I don't know if you heard my description there, but in the commercial break, we did have a chance to speak uh, at greater length with the artist. And she uh, is open to both adding images uh, to the mural. Uh, She had herself a a few names and individuals and at least categories she'd like to see represented on the mural. And she asked us, uh, she asked if if I could take advantage of this radio program to collect a list of names uh, and maybe we could go about uh, getting uh, some of the images uh, of the women who should be there, some of the names that you've mentioned, uh, yourself included, I'll point out. You may be too humble to say it, but you ought to be up there yourself. Um, no, no, I, I, have no, I've no, I haven't done anything worthy of being put on a mural for crying out loud. But yeah, give, it, give it a few months. Give it a few months. <laughs> I do believe that there that there are some that really ought to be on there, and I, and I have named them uh, in the political sphere, of course. Speaker Lockhart, it's astonishing to me that she's not there. Um, she has shattered glass ceilings like no one else and in our state. And, um, and, and of course, Enid Mickelson and Mia Love, the very first Republican, uh, black Republican ever elected um, to the U.S. Congress. And, and so, you know, to me, it's, it's just if, if you're going to have the two Democrats, uh, who were elected to Congress, you'd have the two Republicans if you don't want it to look political. And I do believe that, that there was nothing intentional yeah. about all of this. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, I've been working for, for a number of years now, and I, and I work with uh, my, my wonderful friends on the other side of the aisle in, in the state legislature, and I, I love them and I admire them, and I, uh, we do a lot of, of good things together. Um, and, uh, and I've been working for years to try to, to help get a statue of Martha Hughes Cannon sent to Washington, D.C. Now, I'm a Republican, and Martha Hughes Cannon was a Democrat. And I, you know, I, I've been working to, to uh, uplift her and, and to help uh, get her sent out to Washington to represent Utah because of what she did as a woman. And, and I really do wish that that's where this was. And I, and I think that that's maybe the intention behind this, but that's not where it yeah. ended up um, Ta- unfortunately and and it's it is sad it's too bad it's a it's a missed opportunity yeah T- time is tight i have one last question for you w- would you be would you be open to uh to letting bygones be bygones if we are able to get uh, added to this uh mural some of the images of women left out Look, I'm willing to let bygones be bygones regardless of, of if anybody else gets painted onto the mural. Um, but I do think that this is instructive for people to just be aware. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of two Republican women in the Utah State Senate. There are more Republican men named Dan in the Senate than there are Republican women. And I, there, there are three Dans and two women. And, and it's just, as a Republican woman, it's hard enough to have our voices heard. It's really frustrating to continue to be marginalized and sidelined and silenced, especially by those who claim to be inclusive of women's voices. We need to start including all women.
Deidre Henderson, got to leave it at that. We'll give you that last word. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Best of luck to you. Uh, happy you're feeling better. Congratulations uh, on that uh, on that matrimony and your family there. Wonderful stuff. Uh, we'll speak again soon. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, I am going to put out a request again for a list uh, of names of women who should be included in this mural. We've got a, a little window and maybe an opportunity uh, indicated by the artist that we can get some more uh, faces up then there. Let's get her a list. Uh, also going to talk a little bit about loneliness. That sounds kind of dark, but uh, we'll get into it. Loneliness has been hitting in interesting ways during this coronavirus pandemic. That's all ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back. To live, Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of today's episode. Uh, first episode, I'm back in the studio in a long, long time. 166 days uh, I have been working from home, and it's a breath of fresh air to be back here in the newsroom uh, working face to face with the production team and all the fine folks here at KSL News Radio. I, uh, I, I didn't intend on dedicating an entire hour to a mural today. Uh, I, I, I'm not the artsy one. I, uh, but here we are. There has in Salt Lake City and here in Utah across the state, um, we have we have stumbled into a bit of a controversy with a mural that hangs on the side of a building uh, downtown Salt Lake City. On that on that mural it is a quick summary. We've been talking about this for some time. On that mural are about two hundred and seventy uh, women depicted in an artistic way, uh, and they're. The category or the the description of these women uh, are are individuals, women who have contributed greatly to uh, Utah and to the nation, uh, daughters of Utah or otherwise, but with a connection to Utah uh, that is important. And, well, that that's wonderful. And I think when most of us first heard of this, we were all excited to see, all right, who makes the cut uh, and what will this thing look like? Again, it's been it's been put together by uh, one of the co-artists, one of the co-designers of that Sgt. Pepper's uh, album cover. Yeah, the Beatles cover from way back when. Yeah, uh, it, it looks, in terms of styling, very similar to that. And so there's a lot of excitement. Uh, not sure the dollar figures, but uh, but to look at this 5,000 square foot mural hanging on the side of the building could not have been an inexpensive undertaking. Commissioned by Zions Bank, uh, Scott Anderson with Zions Bank had a conversation uh, with the artist, Jan Haworth, who we just had an opportunity to speak to here on this program. And uh, if you missed it, I insist you go back and listen to the podcast because I asked uh, uh, a few difficult questions of her. You see, since this, since this mural has been unveiled, uh, it has been the observation of many, myself included, uh, that there are a number of egregious uh, exclusions. There are a number of women who have contributed uh, so, so much to this great state uh, and to the country uh, who are not a part of uh, this mural. You heard uh, from Senator Deidre Henderson, a candidate for lieutenant governor. Uh, you heard that uh, she observed there are 11 or 12 uh, women currently uh, who are who are not uh, depicted on this uh, mural who should be. And what's the common uh, what's the common theme? Well, they're Republicans, Republicans, conservatives, uh, members, prominent female members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints uh, are few and far between. Mia Love, uh, not a part of this mural. The first uh, black Republican uh, woman member of Congress. <laughs> Becky Lockhart. Becky Lockhart, for whom the House chamber is named uh, today, who passed away unexpectedly and young while serving as the first ever 
uh, female Speaker of the Utah House, not depicted. And so uh, the criticism is that there is some sort of bias, some sort of bias present uh, in this mural. And as I spoke to the, uh, the artist, uh, she described a system uh, of sorts that she had uh, in place to, to collect names. She uh, had certain volunteer opportunities uh, made available at various locations throughout the state and that at those locations there would be uh, women who would come to help create the artwork. Uh, they would bring with them suggestions or nominations. And, uh, and if uh, a name was nominated and there was a good connection to the one making the nomination, that uh, it'd be accepted. And I, I'm trying to give the artist the benefit of the doubt. All right. Uh, I don't presume that she runs in political circles. I don't believe that she gave uh, uh, much political thought to this. I think that maybe she found herself in some very artistic circles. Right. And uh, you don't have to disparage anyone. And there are certainly exceptions. But those artistic circles are typically typically comprised of uh, very liberally minded people. And so it may have been the tendency of those individuals to uh, nominate uh, the names of women who shared uh, their liberally minded ideals. That makes sense to me. And that uh, is, is my working theory. And I'm going to go forward with that one because of this. Because as we spoke to the artist, John Hay- John, Jan Hayworth, uh, Haworth, she said that she was wide open to adding images uh, to the mural as it hangs now. Now, it would be a logistical challenge, but uh, she's open to finding a way. And I'm open uh, to using this radio program to help her in that. As she hung up, she let producer Amy know that if we were to provide her with a list of names, that uh, we may be able to explore a way of uh, augmenting uh, the list as it stands uh, right now. So uh, my question to you and my request to you is to make your way over to my Facebook page. Lee Lonsberry, you'll see a little live mic logo up in the corner. Make your way over there. Uh, You will find there the list of women currently depicted. And I would ask that in the comments section of that posting, you let me know who you think ought to be included in this mural. And I will transmit that to the, the, the powers that be. I'll let Zions Bank know. I'll let the artists know. And we'll see if uh, there's something uh, that we can do about this because there are uh, some unfortunate exclusions. Uh, I think some naivete may have gone into uh, the creation of this mural. And I think we have an opportunity with this radio program uh, and the help of others uh, to, to make it right. So let's see what we can do. Uh, I'd also uh, invite you to, to, to read through the list. All right. And learn about the women included in the list. I feel badly for them uh, because the women who are included in this list, unfortunately, have been sidelined by the controversy of those who've been excluded. All right. There are some wonderful, powerful women there. Uh, And I uh, would hate for uh, their accomplishments to be overshadowed by the controversy that's come about uh, by this. So uh, that's my plea. Make your way over to Facebook. Lee Lonsberry. Uh, read through the list of women who are included and right there in the comments section if you would please tell me who you think uh, should be added to that list. Together, maybe we can make uh, everyone involved uh, a little happier. Uh, anyway, that's it for me. Uh, it was such a pleasure to be back here in studio for the first time in 166 days. I, I, I've missed you. I've missed you, Maria. I've missed you, Amy. I, I missed all of you. I'm so happy to be back here working with you face-to-face. Now time for me to step aside, make way for the Jeff, Kap- Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and 
get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.